uh, we have lost uh, our spiritual leader, the the breadwinner. So we we uh, just have to run to God and depend on Him. Across the world today, millions of Christians are persecuted. They face oppression, imprisonment, displacement, and even death, simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. These courageous believers are our brothers and sisters. We are in this together with them and we need to hear their voice. Join host Kenneth as we discover their stories today on Release International's Voice podcast. From prison, the Apostle Paul wrote to Christians in Philippi, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest, that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. On this edition of Release International's Voice podcast, I'm speaking to Susanna Coe, wife of Malaysian pastor Raymond Coe, who was abducted more than four years ago in a highly professional operation. He has never been seen since. We'll hear Susanna talk about her family's struggle to find out what has happened to Raymond and the pressure they've been under. But we will also hear how Raymond's suffering has motivated Christians in their service of Christ and the Gospel. Susanna, it's a great pleasure to have you join us on this edition of Release International's Voice podcast. Many thanks for joining us. Hello, brothers and sisters in the family of God. Greetings from Malaysia. Susanna, you kindly spoke to us on the Voice podcast a couple of years ago. But for any listeners joining us, perhaps for the first time or for folk who have not heard about your husband, can you remind us what happened to Raymond in February of 2017? Okay, uh, in uh, February, the 13th of February, 2017, that's five years ago, my husband, Pastor Raymond Cole, was suddenly and violently adopted from a street in the suburbs of Petaling Jaya, Malaysia. CCTV footage recovered by the family showed that it was a professionally executed operation involving more than 15 men, seven vehicles, and uh, it took only 40 seconds to execute. Sadly, we have not seen nor heard from him since. Now, you mentioned CCTV there. So at the time, how did you and your family first find out about Raymond's abduction? Actually, uh, I was waiting for him uh, for dinner and uh, he did not come back. And I was also trying to uh, contact him through his handphone, but that, that went into voicemail. And later I called my lawyer friend who told me to make a missing person report in the police station. And so... Uh, we went to the police station and uh, straight away, I was taken into a small room. And to my horror, the officer started interrogating me and about women's activities. 
then the uh, lawyer went out of the room and he talked to some policemen who were outside and they said there was a police report lodged by an eyewitness about an adoption and they have the car registration number and it was my husband's car. So the next morning, um, my family and I went to that street and we found uh, uh, the scattered glass and um, we saw that there were houses on both sides of the street. And so we went door to door to ask people if they could share with us their uh, security uh, cameras uh, footage. So what then, so obviously that was a very traumatic day for you. What, what then happened in the weeks following that awful day? Well, uh, I must say the first three weeks was uh, a bit like a roller coaster ride. Uh, it was a bit like hell. Uh, I was uh, called for many uh, interrogations by the police and um, we were all traumatized and fearful. Uh, I experienced like um, panic attacks and uh, thank God that uh, he brought me to a silent retreat um, during that time. Uh, and um, we also uh, made a complaint to the Human Rights Commission of Malaysia uh, that uh, the, uh, the police were not uh, following uh, the, the normal procedures and they decided to have a public inquiry into the adoption. Susanna, it's it's perhaps an obvious question, but an important one nonetheless. Why do you think Raymond was abducted? Well, I suspect that um, it was because of uh, his work uh, with the NGO called Hope Community, which is sheltered, uh, whereby uh, we help the poor and the needy from all uh, different races, uh, including Muslims. And uh, so whenever he is asked of his faith, uh, it's obviously uh, being a pastor, he would share about his faith. And um, we think that um, the religious authorities or the police may have uh, suspected that he was uh, proselyting to Muslims and uh, in 2011, which was six years before the adoption, uh, he, he and I received a death threat uh, after we had um, like a fundraising dinner uh, for stakeholders uh, of uh, the Hope community. So uh, we did have uh, like a run-in with the uh, authorities before this. Uh, the, a note written in red ink, and uh, it came uh, with uh, two bullets for Raymond, and uh, I had uh, a kind of uh, white powder, and it uh, said that uh, you Christian, you think that you are stronger than Muslim, but uh, we want to kill you. 
Thank you for that. That's, uh, that in itself, I guess, would have been a very traumatic thing. Um, Susanna, it's now been well over four years since Raymond was abducted. So how has life been for you and your family during that time? What, what's been the most difficult aspect of this whole situation? And how has it impacted your faith in Christ? Um, the, yeah, as I said, the first uh, few weeks and months uh, was very difficult for our family because uh, we have lost uh, our uh, spiritual leader, the, the breadwinner. And um, so we, we uh, just have to run to God and depend on him. And um, different uh, one of us respond differently. Like my son was depressed. Uh, my daughter, second daughter was very traumatized and just fearful of everything. Uh, and my third daughter was angry with uh, uh, the authorities, the police, as well as the as well as God, and and so uh, we we struggled uh, uh, for for a few weeks. I think it was it, it it's the uh, our personal um, relationship and you know time with God that sustain us uh, and so I keep a very uh, regular you know a quiet time and worship time and uh, I find that uh, this this really help help me through the you know the storms of life and uh, God's word assures me that he will be with me uh, also the prayers of the saints um, they they um, strengthen us, and many uh, people were very supportive. They sent us cards and letters to encourage us, and uh, also um, the 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 words the 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 words of people uh, who pray for us. So uh, that was uh, one of the the things that I value most. That's great to hear. Well, praise the Lord that you have been sustained and that you have been encouraged, as you say, by Christians around the world, not only praying for you, but uh, sending cards of encouragement as well. Now, I guess many Release International supporters listening to this podcast may well have signed the petition that we ran a couple of years ago, which was calling for explanations from the government of Malaysia in terms of uh, the reasons behind Raymond's disappearance. Now, I understand, Susanna, you have an important court case coming up in a few weeks' time. You may not be able to tell us everything about that, but can you tell us a little bit about what that is about and what you are hoping to achieve in that process? The family decided to file a civil suit against the police and government uh, because the Human Rights Commission do not have the power to arrest and prosecute uh, the uh, perpetrators. And also, um, we desire to know uh, what happened to Pastor Raymond uh, and to have some kind of a closure uh, for the family. And so, um, the, the lawyers who have been working pro bono 
they have been working very hard uh, to uh, submit all the documentations uh, and uh, make representation for the family. Uh, so the uh, court case, the trial will be on the 19th to 22nd December and also uh, 5th to the 8th of June. Well, I'm sure release supporters will uh, want to be praying for that process as it unfolds. Um, Susanna, can I also ask, what sort of impact has Raymond's disappearance had on Christians generally in Malaysia? Obviously, you've talked about the impact on yourself and your immediate family. But what about your church? What about other Christians in the area uh, who know Raymond well? How has this whole incident impacted them? Um, initially, I think uh, there were people who were afraid uh, and they distanced themselves from us. But uh, there were others who uh, came around us and were uh, supportive, very supportive. And um, actually, the this uh, hindsight, that's the blessing of hindsight, looking back, now that it's five years, uh, I can see the bigger picture uh, that, you know, God uh, is doing something uh, in, in the lives of um, the Christians, as well as uh, some non-Christians, uh, that uh, he's bringing them to a deeper uh, knowledge and experience of himself through, through them being involved in prayer and and all that, uh, and um, that uh, the the church uh, worldwide has been encouraged, and I see there are also like more missionaries coming to Malaysia because they've heard the story of Pastor Raymond, and um, recently uh, this year, I've. I've uh, heard from uh, different pastors of uh, what uh, they have uh, seen and heard about the legacy of Pastor Raymond. Uh, and uh, one, one of this was uh, a, a pastor talked to uh, a hawker who was uh, selling some uh, meat skewers. And uh, this person said, I'm a Christian. And uh, he said that um, he has 20 families under him and uh, 20 believers. And uh, these are secret believers. And he, he said that we are not afraid because of Pastor Raymond. And uh, uh, because uh, Pastor Raymond has given his life. And so uh, we are more uh, bold. Uh, to witness for him uh, at this time. So I can see that, you know, God uh, is using uh, Pastor Raymond's testimony and uh, his life, uh, and his life has impacted uh, many people. Uh, he mentored uh, many people. And one of these pastors uh, uh, actually shared with me that um, he has 200 believers that he's discipling. And, and that brings a lot of joy uh, to me. Also, uh, one of 
Pastor Raymond's desires was to uh, have um, like uh, churches from other nations. Uh, recently, uh, an Arabic-speaking church, uh, and that was uh, really very touching uh, when that the people shared with me that they wanted to start an Arabic-speaking church. So yeah, it, it's uh, we think that five years of uh, silence. God is not doing anything, but actually behind the scenes, you know, God is doing a wonderful work that, you know, we can see with our physical eyes, but, you know, spiritual eyes, we can see what he's doing. Thank you for sharing that. It's really thrilling to hear that when you were speaking there, it reminded me of the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Philippians, where Paul says that uh, the fact that he's in prison has actually made other Christians more bold to share the gospel and to proclaim Christ. So it's great to hear that that is still true today for Christians in Malaysia and elsewhere in the world as they hear of Raymond's story and of his own faithful testimony to Christ. So finally, Susanna, what would you want listeners to this podcast to be praying for? perhaps in the coming weeks or months, both in terms of that court hearing that you mentioned, but also for you and your family? Yes. Um, remember us as we uh, continue the legacy of Pastor Raymond, uh, that uh, we will continue to be an influence uh, to um, for God, uh, a vessel that is being used uh, to encourage uh, people to reach out to the unreached, and and that is uh, what uh, Pastor Raymond's uh, vision was to to see people from every tribe, nation, and tongue uh, worshiping before the throne uh, of God, the Lamb of God. I can pray for my daughter Esther. She's studying psychology, uh, and uh, she wants to be a counsellor because of what she has been through and she felt that uh, she wants to help others who also go through uh, depression and, you know, uh, mental issues. Um, pray for uh, my daughter, Elizabeth, who is in the U.S. Pray uh, that, you know, she will keep close to the Lord and continue uh, and also pray for our ministry here uh, even though we cannot share much uh, but uh, we we need uh, the press support of the uh, church thank you for that well Susanna once again thank you so much for taking time to talk to us on the voice podcast we at release international will certainly be praying for you and for your family in the lead up to the court hearing that you described and may the lord continue to strengthen you yeah, thank you for inviting me. God bless. It's almost impossible for us to imagine how Susanna and her family must feel from day to day, still not knowing what happened to Raymond more than four and a half years ago. But at the same time, what an encouragement to hear how our gracious God has sustained them and how other Christians are being inspired by Raymond's faithful witness. Thank you so much for listening to The Voice podcast. 
Please do subscribe through your favourite podcast app so you can stay connected to the voice of persecuted Christians. We'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast too, so please do share your comments with us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube. And if you don't already receive our free quarterly magazine or prayer alert emails, then you can subscribe on our website at releaseinternational.org forward slash podcast. Remember those who are in prison as if you were in there together with them, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Do not abandon them.